if you've watched this movie and now you're listening to this podcast, all I can say is fuck you and you're an asshole. This is spoilers. <laughs> Whoa. We love you though. We really do love you for listening to this podcast. Also, I apologize if you've watched this 80s classic and you didn't know what you were getting yourself into. Um, 1986's Maxim Overdrive, for some odd reason, scared me as a child. I think I was like three or four when I first watched it. And over the years, this movie has gotten dumber and dumber and dumber. And quite frankly... I love that about it, but uh, let's go from Isis to Weistus, and I'll say this. ACDC did the main soundtrack uh, for this movie. If you were to remake Maximum Overdrive, which band would you pick to do the score? (laughs) I think I'm... East Stevie. This is uh, Jordan recording from Ypsilanti, Michigan tonight. Um, uh, I would probably choose like I think the rocks a little bit too much. Maybe like a like a cold play. Let's go with that. I love it. <laughs> what a different movie that would be. Huh? <laughs> Thank you, Jordan. It's like gravity. I've missed that. <laughs> It's awesome. <laughs> Brett? Oh, yeah. So this is Brett recording out of Fort Wayne. Uh, I would I would have the, the Strokes play. I think they'd be perfect for this. This is Josh from Goshen. Uh, I, I would... This is a tough question, but I'm going to kind of cheat and say, let's bring Daft Punk back yes. out of retirement. <laughs> oh. They retired like this week. <sighs> They're not electric cars, Josh. I think in the new version there might be some Teslas in there. <laughs> Josh, would your new version be animated? <laughs> the Chevy <No>. Bow. <laughs> the practical effects are like what makes this movie amazing, though, right? Yeah, that's what Keep makes it, it amazing. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's amazing? On certain levels, yes. This is Pappy, recording from Louisville, Colorado. Uh, well, it, you know, if this movie's not going to be really, really bad, I guess we could try and make it weird. So maybe like a cool, like electric MGMT score to it might be kind of fun. That's good. Okay, I like that. Some comets, some space stuff. But please don't ever remake this movie. Just leave it as the train wreck oh. that it is for all time. <laughs> they yep. did remake yep. it. Really? Yeah, Why? I put that trailer. It's they did a, a TV one called Trucks. Oh, that's not the it's same. Got, it's the same thing. It's literally the same movie. It's from the same short. And it, yeah, Monster it's pretty much trucks? the same movie, but I don't count trucks. <laughs> Timothy Busfield is the actor, and he's a pretty big-time actor. Who is Timothy That's Busfield? That's a prequel to Cars. Get out of here. He's in Field of Dreams, West Wing. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> if this movie ever gets remade. It did get remade. That doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> this is Corey, Kylo Ren memes recording out of Simi Valley, California. Well, Stevie, you, you phrase that very uniquely. The 
band that I would choose to write the score, I would choose the band of John Williams to do the score for this. <laughs> I was really That's hoping my... you were going to say the ween. <laughs> that would be good. Hedwig and the Angry Inch could do the music. <laughs> oh, man, I don't even know what I'd pick for my own question. I mean, rock, I feel like, would be too on the nose. I think Coldplay is too soft. Sorry, Jordan. <laughs> that was not a real answer. It just seems so strange. I know. I think you know that I hate Coldplay <laughs> yeah. with, with a burning passion. <laughs> Do you guys remember the band The Darkness? Oh, yeah. They're, that might be a good update to Queen. They CJ a one-hit wonder. It. Yeah, but they had a good album. But yeah, uh, A Thing Called Love. Oh, that's them? Just listen this to the rhythm, the rhythm of the heart. heart. Yeah. Hit the high <laughs> note, Brett. Hit the high note. <laughs> Yeah, I can't. That's it, Corey. You can't go in like that. And not hit the high note. I was. Am I, can you not hear me? Oh, I believe in the That's as high as I can go. During the uh, the uh, uh, climax at the end, what would you rather be playing abjectly and with love or Fallout? <laughs> Anybody besides Corey? Uh, yeah. Which one? Which one's more of a rocking song from Corey's mystery band? Uh, Fallout was more of a rocking song, I'd say. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Brett. Thanks for bringing You're that welcome. up again. It's not embarrassing at all. That's by the song by Gimli Sack. <laughs> Stevie, I have a question for you, though. Yes. Um, it's just a thing I love to ask people named Steve. How the hell was this movie made? So... We grew up, was especially in the 80s and 90s, we grew up in an era where if Stephen King put his name on anything, it was either a straight to like TV movie. Yeah. Or like, I mean, that happened all the time in the 90s. <laughs> and same with like a lot of his movies got sent to like the big screen too, or like his books uh, got put in the big screen too. And this is during a... A darker period uh, in Stephen King's life where cocaine pretty much ruled everything that he did. Cocaine. Uh, my cocaine. And um, <laughs> yeah, th- I honestly think that he pff, was such a big novelist that he wanted to do a movie. And some studio was like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. And the unfortunate part was was that Stephen King had no clue what he was doing. Did you guys see the IMDb fact that one of the cinematographers lost an eye? Or yeah. Something like that? like a big wooden splinter. <laughs> and that George Romero was on set all the time helping him, apparently. Uh, I think George Romero was also on set all the time uh, in absence uh, of him. Yeah, was, that's what he said. He said when he was like getting treatment for being too high on cocaine or whatever, George Romero would help him out. Yeah, so that's pretty much how this movie got off the floor. And like, <laughs> I was listening to an interview today and Stephen King was talking about kind of the nightmarish experience he had because, I mean, he honestly had no clue how a movie production like functioned. He had no clue like how to do establishing shots, how to do over-the-shoulder shots, how he could edit things in a certain way, even if actors uh, screwed up. And so, I mean, it's, I know this movie is awful, 
But you got to give this movie some bit of credit or Stephen King a tad bit of credit for this movie even looking the least bit watchable. But <laughs> Jordan, <laughs> what? Oh. how does this movie actually start out? What causes all this all this mayhem worldwide? It's uh, not a turtle. <laughs> it's no. not a turtle. Um, I mean, there's just a... I wouldn't even call it a block of text. It's like two sentences at the beginning that says the <laughs> Earth is passing through the trail of whatever comet, MH82 or something like that. And uh, it's going to be in this trail for eight days or so. Um, that's that's it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's an alien, maybe? The Earth's clouds are green now. <laughs> yes. yes, there's a weird green glow. That mm-hmm. green halo is so indicative of what you're about to get, along with the trolling, <laughs> flashing board, just saying, fuck you. It's like literally telling the audience, like, fuck you. You're about to watch a terrible fucking movie. <laughs> All those things entertained me. Oh, yeah. I liked, I, I liked those I things. I laughed. <laughs> Brett, you were one of the first people to kind of hit up the thread and say, this bridge scene is absolutely oh, God, so amazing. Cool. Mm. What did you make of this? Because I mean, it's pretty practical, but also hilarious at the exact at the at the you know same time. I I feel like Stephen King kind of just wrote out physics for like the next five (laughs) minutes. Uh, Nothing made me, and this probably this whole movie laugh more than the. I think it was a motorcycle guy who just (laughs) slid off the bridge. That was the (laughs) screaming. <laughs> oh, oh my god! It's just like, like I mean, shocks and brakes and stuff still exist on these cars, right? <laughs> they like all just started going backwards, and like, I, 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 I don't know. There was so much going on. I just, I, I lost my mind when that guy fell into the water. Uh, Isn't the point though that they lose control of the cars? I don't know, man. I mean, I. That's all I could say. It was it was just chaos. It looked so stupid, but it was so hilarious at the same time. Like the bridge opens up, and this guy he had plenty of time to get out of the way. He's just like <laughs> revving his truck, and then he just falls in. Probably dies. There's a quick flash of like either a dummy or a hardcore fucking stunt person going straight through the windshield of their car. Not like being oh, ejected yeah. from Where the car. Where did that guy come like- from? <laughs> Like, it made no sense on the bridge that he would come from that direction because he was nowhere to be seen, like, bef- like before that. <laughs> good questions. Very good questions. <laughs> the, the light was green, Stevie. Everyone's everywhere. I mean, also, I thought the biggest letdown on this bridge scene was that that woman didn't get decapitated by at least one watermelon. <laughs> like, if you're getting, like, it's almost like, you know, the rule of the gun. If you're going to show the gun, you have to shoot it at some point. If you're going to show a watermelon like that, that has to like take off someone's head at some point. Stevie, if you don't like the ACDC song, uh, Who Made Who, whatever, do you at least like the ACDC van to remind you that ACDC did I love the ACDC band. <laughs> Not that we already didn't know that it's obviously them singing the goddamn song, but because <laughs> no other band sounds like that. They're getting like pummeled by falling cars and like, whoa, far out, man. It's like people far are out, dying. Man, all this is gnarly. <laughs> right, people Steve, are dying. I got a question. Yes. I think it's an obvious answer, but I'll ask anyway. Better original soundtrack. 
ACDC here or Queen from Highlander? Mm. <sighs> Man. Remember Josh hated the soundtrack. I know, from Highlander. which was shocking because I love the so soundtrack. Good. Princess of the Universe is one of I the best say, songs. It's ever hi- done. I gotta go with Highlander on this one. Like I don't think I this agree. is an original soundtrack though either. Some of it that's was, a, right? Who made Some who? Yeah. I mean, it's still who played on the who? radio every freaking day at my work. <laughs> and it was made for this <laughs> god-awful movie, Josh. So if one song is on there, it's an original soundtrack to me. Stevie, stop playing like you hate this movie. People are <laughs> flying out of car windows into other car windows, <laughs> slipping on watermelons. Everything you've ever asked for. <laughs> the watermelons do get their comeuppance, too. That one dude that's like in boating apparel all white he slips her right into a big stack of messy stain uh watermelons and that's no good Th- that for was him. probably the scariest part of the whole movie for me <laughs> uh the simple fact that that dude in all white was just sliding around in watermelon <laughs> and uh, one I, I hate food mess but also just that's that's a ruined <laughs> pair of clothes right there i mean that's just money out the window for no reason outside of you know whatever is going on with this comet, but <laughs> Pappy, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. This scene terrified me as a child, but made me laugh so hard as a grown adult. Please describe the baseball scene for us and what goes oh, down because yes. it's just legendary. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the baseball little league baseball team uh, just won the game or something. And the coach is very excited. He's like, Hey team, going to buy us some sodas to congratulate you. <laughs> and, uh, he walks over to the pop machine, uh, as we call it being from Indiana. And he gets, I think one in the groin, like America's Funniest Home <laughs> video style, one in the stomach and then one in the face. And then it basically just turns into like this, like pitching machine monster just chucking these sodas at these kids as they all as they all run away and his wound is pretty substantial from getting hit with this oh yeah <laughs> <He's dead>. again. <laughs> yeah i gotta stevie i gotta ask like is the intent of this movie to be scary because a man gets hit in the balls in this scene like i thought it was the throat was it the balls he, it, he balls, I, throat, I actually face. just watched it he gets hit in the chest and then he gets hit in the stomach and then the face. But the best is the kid running away who gets hit in the butt and falls down. <laughs> if no. you haven't seen that, you need to watch it again. It's so funny. The best is like the steamroller. The steamroller. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. I, I said oh, with yeah. the cans. But yeah, we, we realized we're like, oh, my God, they're killing kids in this movie. I actually really like the introduction to Zeke here because he's the only one with the wherewithal to throw a face mask. Maybe he is the catcher. I'm, I'm not guessing really sure. he's the catcher. He's the umpire. He throws the catcher's mask on and army crawls up to his coach. He's not okay. So he ditches his teammates and takes off. Are the, are the two kids next to coach? Are they, are they, are they dead? Cause like when yeah. Zeke is like running away, like those kids are just lifeless. And I didn't see them get hit in the head at all. I think they got hit in like the thigh and they died. Can anyone explain to me how or why the bike flipped? Oh, I had that in my notes too. Clumsy little bastard. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> well, Corey, now you bring that up. Actually, says here in IMDb, "Clumsy little bastard" <laughs> uh, for the kid who got steamrolled. But steamrolling scene was definitely a welcome surprise. Uh, just, I mean, simply 
it was unnecessary, but also for this film, necessary at the same time. But that's why I'm asking, like, is this supposed to be scary? Because it's, it's hilarious. Like, at this point, I am busting up laughing at this movie, having a great time <laughs> watching it. I think in Stephen King's mind, he wrote the scariest, most romantic, heroic movie of all time. Because <laughs> um, there's a lot of just shots of not scary. Like, I mean... Jordan, you can probably explain this to us. Like, like Ghost Town, USA, when Zeke is like riding through his neighborhood, like that's not <laughs> scary. And like Zeke is treating it like a normal Tuesday. I thought it was. <laughs> I was glad my wife left for a few minutes during that scene because she was not enjoying all the death, um, especially like on the bridge or at least like the serious injury. I guess the the maimings. Um, but he does he just kind of strolls through his neighborhood um there's some pretty gruesome stuff but it's it is just really funny i the the one that's the saddest is the dog with like a remote control car in its mouth i don't understand <laughs> i don't understand that at all what the fuck happened um, <laughs> but what happened here <laughs> but, but the like the kid is the smartest one in the movie because he's the one that like he sees the ice cream truck coming and he like gets off the damn road and gets into some bushes and hides. Like he's the one that's smart enough to know like I gotta like hide basically every time. Um, a lot of the adults aren't quite quite clever enough. I just imagine that that ice cream truck had murdered like twenty five children with the same simple <laughs> trick earlier that afternoon. What's the uh, what's the uh, famous ice cream truck with the demon from the video game? Sweet Tooth, Twisted Metal. Mm-hmm. There we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. I knew someone would know. I didn't. I never had a P- uh, PlayStation the first one. So I was thinking about that this entire movie when I saw the ice cream truck. I was like, I wonder if Twisted Metal got that from this movie because it would make absolute mm. perfect sense. Yeah, but Kylo, are you a big Simpsons fan? Uh, not really. No, I know you know who that is in the movie with <laughs> Car, though. <laughs> yeah, the I don't remember her name though. Brett Yer- Yardley Smith or Yardley, Yardley Smith? I Yardley, think. yeah, yeah, old Yardley. I think she's hilarious in this movie. She's Lisa Simpson. I don't know if she's hilarious. She just like screams Ooh. a lot. Oh. <laughs> yeah, some of the screams yeah. made me laugh. But yeah, she's pretty obnoxious, I guess. Where are they going, Curtis? I don't know. Greensboro, maybe. Maybe Charlotte. Why? Don't know. She's kind of like the girl from Hereditary. <laughs> In what way, Josh? The way that she be. <laughs> <laughs> they don't think she'd be like that, but she do. <laughs> she do. <laughs> Brett, you thought she was funny? Uh, there was like one or two specific scenes. The driving uh, killed me. I thought that was hilarious. Like her yelling at him. I knew I should have driven, and like her like peeling out and stuff. I love that. Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. And I think when like they're trying to get out of the car, she's like screaming. I a couple parts I thought she was pretty funny, but yeah, she's she talks a lot. In this movie, but I thought there were a couple of things that she actually made me laugh. Brett, is there one scene in specific that made you laugh really hard, like me, in the very beginning? Um, uh, when the guy, <laughs> the, the two parter with this guy, one now, one later, when the guy sprays diesel in his eye, and then when he gets <laughs> run over by the truck later, are like my two that I, when he got run over by the truck later, when he's trying to walk when he can't see. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! That was like that was probably that loudest I laughed. Um, 
the guy getting electrocuted was pretty funny by the video games after he's a very stereotypical 80s black guy, I guess. I, I don't know what else to say. And then uh, the girl who got her arm cut by the knife made me laugh, too. That was so ridiculous looking. It was really weird to see Gus Fring get uh, murdered by a video game. Yeah. But the part that uh, made me laugh so hard with Yardley <laughs> Smith, uh, or Yardley Smith, I don't know how to say her name. Um, Yardley Sale. <laughs> is when she sees a lifeless body <laughs> whose brains are all around him. And she gets out of the car and she just goes, is he dead? <laughs> is he dead? That part always gets me. Is that really Gus Fring? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I didn't know That's that. Giancarlo Esposito. The guy who gets the diesel in his eyes? No, no, the... <laughs> what? No, yeah, who that are you guy talking about? No, who are you talking about? The guy gets in the arcade. Oh, that guy. That guy's Gus Fring? Yeah. Is that two movies in a row for him? Two spoilers? And all of Mandalorian. Mm. I love when he gets hypnotized into <laughs> yeah. uh, the arcade machine. That's great. <laughs> now, my next question is for Jordan, because, Jordan, you lived in North Carolina for, what, four years? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Uh, like, Almost seven. Almost seven years. Really? And yeah. shockingly, Six and a half, yeah. I don't think you came back to the Midwest with a Southern accent. Uh, I was kind of relieved. <laughs> um, but is this gas station and its employees and the people that <laughs> frequent it a accurate representation of North Carolina? Uh, I mean, the accents are not good. I don't think. Um, Corey, I mean, you, you lived in North Carolina for a while, right? A lot less than you did, though. So I think you're the expert here. Fair. Uh, the <laughs> The accents are bad. And so I'll just leave that there. Uh, the <laughs> gas station itself and like the stretch of empty highway with just forest around it. That's pretty true. Um, especially going down to like the Wilmington area, like along the coast there. Like you kind of leave Raleigh and go anywhere towards the coast and you're driving through just forests and empty kind of fields for hours until you get there. Um, like Indiana. Yeah, kind of more foresty and uh, scenic, I would say than the cornfields of Indiana. They said in the credits, it was filmed on location in Wilmington. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. Wilmington. It's a like, we've, we've gone down there on like weekends and stuff occasionally. And it's, it's really nice, but it does have like a lot of movie, um, like commemorative stuff around because apparently they have a ton of tax breaks for people to film there. I Stevie, as far as your explanation for how this got made, I think that's probably a big part. I think they could make this for dirt cheap in Wilmington. <laughs> well, can I spoiler a little bit? I think they rented out a lot and built an entire yeah, set did. and blew it up. Blew it up <laughs> by the end. Well, Every people, bit thought, of it. people apparently thought it was super real and they kept stopping to get like coffee and <laughs> breakfast and stuff. That's awesome. To get Emilio Estevez's autograph, maybe some oh, well, scrambled yeah. eggs. They were like Emilio. <laughs> yeah, he's handsome, isn't he? Oh my god, he's a dreamboat. <laughs> that was my Wait, first I'm, note. Kyle, okay, well, you're a big Gordon Bombay fan. Mm, Please mm. explain our hero to us, because I find every character in this movie, especially him, to be absolutely <laughs> hilarious because it makes no sense. Yeah, Emilio Estevez is a convict working a job. He's uh, on parole, I guess. And his like boss, his boss is um, Commissioner Gordon. Commissioner Gordon, yeah, from the Burton and Schumacher Batman movies. Um, the best but yeah, ones. he's just you know kind of like your hard ass, like 
He's look, he's a kid and his name is Billy. What more do you need to know? <laughs> Dude, no joke. There are a lot of parallels between we joke a lot about young guns on this pod, but <laughs> I have several. We'll get to a lot of them. One other piece of color, the first shot of Emilio is he's cracking eggs over the grill and he does a one-handed egg crack. And for those foodies out there, that takes a little bit of talent. Wanda June later, nope, two-handed egg crack. She couldn't do it. <laughs> uh, Stevie, before this is my, I don't usually give you Stevie questions, but um, before we get into like the big main crux of this movie, can you explain to us the rules of what machines get taken over and what don't? Oh, cue the song. What are the rules? What are the rules? Are nuclear weapons not included as part of the machines that get taken over? <laughs> or, yeah. Who made who? who made or the who? big <laughs> Or the cars that they're driving? That may okay, like, yeah. Bubba Hendershot, whatever the freaky deaky his name was. Like why didn't his car kill him? Or the newlyweds. Or the newlyweds car. Like it it didn't make a whole ton of sense. Um I will say this though. Deep within this movie's soul, and I mean deep within it, like years of therapy within this movie's soul. Mountains of cocaine underneath those. (laughs) (laughs) Underneath that, I think there could have been a good movie in here. Because when the newlyweds are driving and like the semi-truck is chasing them, the camera work is actually really cool. And the music is great, and it reminded me a lot of Mad Max. And if this movie mm. had just been the newlyweds getting newlyweds getting chased by semi trucks, <laughs> is there this, a movie no. like that though? I think this movie would have been great. Yeah, there's a Stephen. Isn't King there movie. a movie where someone gets chased right. by a semi? I'm sorry, Steven movie? Spielberg movie. I don't remember what it's called though, but yeah, like that's the whole movie. Oh, Steven Spielberg did like, that. Duel. It's like a TV movie. It was like his first movie. No, I don't think there's a good movie anywhere in here, though. I think this is a pretty... Somewhere in there, perhaps. <laughs> it's somewhere a dog shit concept. It makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. Jordan, Brett asked you to explain the rules, and you deflected and asked another question. It makes no... There are no rules. <laughs> it, like, cause what, is it all machines? Can it hear through electricity? Why do some guns the work? Gun, like, yeah, here's the thing. It's like... Why don't the, the other guns that, like go after them? Right, and at the very beginning, that knife goes off and, and cuts her arm. But I don't believe... And the, and the, the video game shoots them, but... After that, they're always safe when they're inside. Why? <laughs> because like we we've, because we've seen mist. him driving, is riding his bike through a neighborhood where a woman is practically topless, strangled by a cord. Like why all of a sudden after <laughs> they get attacked by? Is it just because the trucks are messing with them? Is that probably what it is? Maybe are the trucks in control? Are they like the masters? That's such a good question. Listen, hey, I got some answers. I think. First of all, maybe these machines can judge character. These new weds seem like pretty nice people. <laughs> maybe, it's like the Jedi. Like some of the Jedi weren't killed by the clones when Order 66 came down the pipe because they were like, okay, these people have been nice to us. So that's the cars, right? Second of all, they didn't want to crush this gas station because they wanted gas in all the vehicles. But couldn't they control like the hoses and them getting filled up? Two? You think? And I said, this is 1986. This is the height of the Cold War. The second they took over, all of the nukes should have flown, and then humanity's <laughs> wiped out. If that's their end game, this is a five-minute movie. <laughs> they just want to clean up the trash, Pappy. <laughs> Wanda June, God. 
I'm, I'm on Pappy's side here. Stevie, I can't believe you picked this movie when it's a mixture of The Mist and The Happening. It's like those two movies. <laughs> and well, exactly. I, I, wouldn't yeah. say, I wouldn't say yeah. The Final Destination. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say The Happening. What do you mean? Well, why is it a mix of The Happening? Because uh, it's a lot of them just like staring at this uh, carnage around them, like, oh, yeah, what is going like, on? And slowly dying. They're not like they're not like <laughs> breathing semi truck exhaust and being like, oh, I gotta kill myself now. Like, no, it's just they're listening to the trees, man. <laughs> <laughs> I see it, Joe. Brother, future spoilers. I think that's more of an indictment against M Night than is Stephen King. And, and no, I I think it's an indictment on both. <laughs> and that is definitely a punishment pick for you in the future, Stevie. What's funnier though, the happening or Maximum Overdrive? Maximum mm, Overdrive. Yeah, probably. Yeah, Jordan, did, were you a believer in <laughs> Emilio Estevez and his love interest throughout this movie? Considering mm, the they fell in love brat. within the first five minutes of meeting each other. Uh, I mean, what's not to believe? <laughs> Wait, like, have you seen like him? Corey, like Corey have you said, seen that earring. <laughs> exactly like Corey said emilio is on fire in this movie he's got the the, the white t-shirt some handsome jeans on he's also saving people um great hair. I, yeah oh yeah fantastic hair feathered and lethal um <laughs> baby blues his eyes <laughs> i don't know what else to say i mean <laughs> It, it fits perfectly. It, of all the things in the story that don't make sense, that's one that was like, oh, yeah, I can believe that. <laughs> His eyes look like an early morning East Coast sunrise. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't remember his eyes being like that in other movies, like his all jokes aside. Like, I don't wonder if they made him like smoky or dewy or whatever like that, but it worked. I guess when he's standing next to Commissioner Gordon, you really like notice him, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Stevie, I read on Mental Floss that uh, Bruce Springsteen is who coked out Stephen King desperately, desperately, desperately. Oh, wanted God. How, better or worse movie, if that's the case? Worse movie. But more entertaining better. or less entertaining, if that's the case? Less entertaining. Mm. Yeah, way less. <laughs> Maybe I'm in the minority here, but I hate Bruce Springsteen's music. Oof, yeah, you're in the minority. I don't, I don't know the guy, but I despise that man's music. I really do. <laughs> Like, like listening to one of his albums is more painful than watching this movie. Stevie, don't be so negative. We're losing listeners. Over Springsteen? <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a legend, man. It's like nine of his albums on those lists I listen to. He's a, he's a legend. Nah. But can he act? Can he shoot a rocket launcher, though? That's what I need to know. Do you think that was a real rocket launcher? 100% real. Stephen King had no safety on the set. A cinematographer <laughs> lost an eye on the set. I mean, that's not... The, uh, the way that thing is, it's, it's a single-shot bazooka, so it's not that real because you can't reload those, but, you know, hey. You can't reload it ever? So they just had five bazookas on set? <laughs> if that's a real bazooka, then yes. I believe if all the research I've done, those were made to replace the previous bazookas and they were only single shots. Disposable bazookas? We made those? Wait, all, all, your all the research you've done? <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I just I saw it on... Uh, I hope you did that research on a VPN. Mental floss. <laughs> That's the most American military thing I've ever heard. Disposable no, 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 bazookas. No, no, no. Use them once and throw them away. 
Yeah, I, I don't know if they were lighter or, or everyone got to have one, but they're like anti-tank missiles. And no, I did not Google that. Everyone just gets one. <laughs> From all my research playing Gears of War. <laughs> That's about to get his house raided like during this podcast. <laughs> I believe like Brett. He knows what he's talking about. I'm just joking. Pap. Yeah. You and I have this discussion often. It's true. Who is... <laughs> Single shot bazookas? No. Who is the actual main villain in this movie? Based on the marketing material, it's the toy truck with the goofy goblin, green goblin face. The green goblin. Yeah. Harry Osborne or Norman Osborne. I know. Murphy. I mean, there really isn't like a main villain, though, right? Is it the machine gun? It's, I mean, I. I, That shouldn't be able to go on itself by itself, but, you know, whatever. The green goblin design of the truck looks cheap and stupid uh really silly oh, i love it i love you don't it like the red eyes <laughs> no very dumb um and i guess that's like kind of the <laughs> yeah. final boss that gets killed with the epic line adios motherfucker which is very very cool so i, I probably that truck do you you like the look of the truck stevie <sighs> apparently it still makes the rounds today like it's like you can go to conventions and the truck will show up and people will take their picture next to it <laughs> Did you see the inside of it? It's amazing. It's got a mini Green Goblin inside of it. It's great. Seriously, <laughs> Green Goblin Jack in the Box. I want that. Like, no lie. I want to own that. I mean, I like the look of it, Pap. I mean, if there's one thing memorable it's true. about this godforsaken movie, it has to be the Green Goblin on the front of the truck. But it's not presented in a way where, like, it's the leader truck. You know what I mean? It's very true. confusing. It, they seem to all it's have... It's like the first one that terrorizes the place i guess so who taught the gun truck morris fucking code (laughs) (laughs) well it's in the military true it's true good point carlo (laughs) probably learned it in basic i mean apparently the diner lights understand english too so there's that true yeah (laughs) don't you understand this is a hive mind like obviously so there's like a queen controlling it all more or less. Yeah, if you kill the main one, it kills the rest. <laughs> Who's the main one? I thought it was the comet, but I guess there was a UFO <laughs> off Russia. It's both, okay. <laughs> Is it both? The hive mind and aliens. Like, Stevie, are, are we meant to believe that, like, Emilio Estevez's speech about the broom... Uh, I don't even like remember. Oh, that was so stupid. Is that supposed to be like what's actually happening, or is he just deranged at that at that point? With the broom, he's the broom. We're getting swept up. <laughs> so much peyote. <laughs> <laughs> he's in the spirit world. Imagine you're you're a race of aliens, right? And you're looking for a new place to live. So you're looking for a planet like you and I, you know, like. Like we'd look for a new place to live, a new house or something. So here's Earth. Well, it's like this big old house. And it's kind of polluted. Dirty and smoky. Grease on the walls. Soot in the chimney. And they send in interstellar house cleaners sent in their room there's also a bathtub scene in young guns with him in there charlie's getting married 
So like <laughs> one of the big failures I thought of this movie was the fact that like it showed 90 degrees, which I mean, I'm not from the South. I imagine humidity is pretty bad, but in Northern Indiana, we've been through hundred degree days pretty often and I mean, I just don't see like Emilio getting a heat stroke off ninety degree, like <laughs> off a ninety degree day filling up trucks. All that work he did. All that work of holding down. I mean, you, did you see those hands? <laughs> he had blisters on his fingers. <laughs> Is that you, Josh? Oh, you're the best. Classic. Brad. Yeah, like, Josh, that was the worst part of the movie. Like, why does Excuse that? Me. Why does? Emilio pumping gas in 90 degree weather make him the Christ-like character. I don't get it. <laughs> this is going to be a long day. I don't understand it, Josh. Explain <laughs> explain it to me. I did hate this part the most, I think, because him and Brett are both just completely overacting about how sleepy they are, <laughs> I guess. And you just don't buy it at all, because every time they show him pumping gas, it's literally just sitting around waiting for the pump They're to do the work. They're leaning and pumping. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they pump gas for way too fucking so, long uh, in this movie, man. That that shit goes pro- on for ages. Probably an entire song, though, right? <laughs> was it Hell's Bells? Mm-hmm. Way too many shots of the clock. That that was so <laughs> lame. It went back to the clock like six times. <sighs> Pappy, you put the guilt trip on when I said I couldn't be on that episode until later in the day today. <laughs> I, I was so mad when someone, someone said that the movie's short and free. Just watch it, Jordan. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> that was me. It was, was not Sorry. short enough when there's a five-minute fucking gas pump montage. <laughs> <laughs> Miserable. You guys think that's the longest gas like pump montage in movie history? <laughs> it's the best. That's for certain. What's even close? Oh, man. No, that's Zoolander, Pap. That's true. Yeah, that's, that's actually so true. Good, though. <laughs> good call. Good call. That's a good one. <laughs> like, this has to be the longest one. This has to be filler time. I just can't imagine, like, I imagine Stephen King on set being like, pump more. No, we're pumping more. Bring the truck around. We're pumping more. And I could see his dumb ass on a pound of cocaine being yeah. like, we're actually going to pump a thousand gallons of diesel today. Instead of just changing the numbers manually. You know what was really cool about that scene is those shots of like all of the semis just lining the the whole highway, like waiting. That was pretty cool, and I thought like struck the magic. The exhaust was going off pretty nicely with the music too. That's what I was saying to Stevie is like this movie seems like a pretty expensive fuck up on Stephen King's part. Like not just like all the practical effects and the trucks and stuff. And like the guy who sued him for $18 million after he lost his eye. Like there are a lot of mistakes being made. There's a point in the movie where Emilio and uh, another guy, they're like crawling through the sewer. That shit goes on for a while too. But like that, Watching that scene is when I like started to really think about the filmmaking aspect of this movie. I don't know if you guys had that thought like in any particular moment, but I'm just thinking like, what is, what are they being told to do here? Because they're like way too happy about this. Like they're they're very <laughs> yeah, they're weird. in a good mood. So. They're weirdly excited and jokey about this like like falling in the fucking piss water, and it it goes in Emilio's mouth. I mean. <laughs> It's not the first time it's happened in his life, probably. 
the other guy is so excited about it too. And like earlier in the movie, he asked his new wife if he can watch her go to the bathroom. And at that point, I paused. He was like, "Why is he so obsessed with pee? Why is he so into pee at this part?" Okay, is that just continuity I missed? Is that what's going on? I think it's character development. It's in the movie Bible. What? Pappy, why do they take a sleeping bag with them in the uh, sewers? Oh, Great question. I don't. <laughs> There's well, a whole Pappy plot question. point that I missed there. I was going to ask you guys that. Like, what was the point? I think they're going to use it as a body bag. Why? He's alive. He's alive. This whole thing is like a rescue mission for the Bible guy, right? From the, from the beginning of the movie. And they end up finding the kid over there. But, like, the Bible guy has the most ridiculous jump scare where he's like, you gotta help me! Like, he sits up out of nowhere. And then by the time Emilio Estevez and the young husband get there, the guy's just dead. And there's no explanation of how he died or why he died. And the kid's just like, he's dead, let's go. Like, wait, what? Is that supposed to be scary? Like, is he supposed to be like a demon? Is he supposed to be a demon? Was he dead? Was he alive? I think it's more that Stephen King has like three themes that he likes to write about like in thousands of books. And one of them is that religion bad. And it's just more religion bad from Stephen King. Like we talked about in The Mist. (laughs) He is like the shuckster character for sure. It's every movie. And whatever happened to the Ratatouille? (laughs) From the sewer. Remy? I think that was a meal. But I have no idea. A better movie, I feel like, if I was going to fix this area, like, someone makes the casual line, like, we can't just sit here while he's screaming like that. Like, we'd only heard him scream once at that point. <laughs> like, a better movie would, like, linger on that and show, yeah. like, all the characters' reactions and, like, being uncomfortable and awkward while this guy, like, moans. But instead, we get, like, five minutes of these guys tying a rope. Falling in like <laughs> horse shit or something. <laughs> I think a better movie would have gone down to the arsenal, grabbed a grenade, mm. and had Emilio throw that grenade <laughs> on top of that Bible dude. Like the hockey stick. Like he explodes, blood goes everywhere, <laughs> and then his like love interest puts her arm around him, and he Her has like, a, he has like, a quick like one liner. Like I think that's like what the better movie does. Reap the whirlwind, <laughs> Brady. Yes. <laughs> I mean, before we kind of start getting to the end, because this movie makes no sense. There's not an entire like great arc with it. Um, are there any scenes we haven't talked about? You guys want to talk about? Um, Brett, did you talk about the waitress? Oh uh, no, God, no. She. Sorry, I just took a bite out of something. Hold on, bite out of crime. <laughs> Wait, are we on final thoughts right now? Not Stevie? even close. What, what did you take a bite out of, Brett, for the listeners at home? Uh, it is a... Nah, I don't want to say. <laughs> no, you have to, no. Pop-Tart? It's an apple fritter. Okay, oh, great. That sounds good. I'm not proud of eating an apple fritter at 11 o'clock at night, but <laughs> that's the reality of the situation. <laughs> <laughs> that's what this movie does to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> no, this is podcasting. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that at one point she has a complete meltdown. This is the first meltdown where she's like, "We made them, we made you." She's just screaming. <laughs> I think I read something about maybe this is kind of maybe supposed to be about our reliance on technology and machines and stuff. Very I mean, deep, Stephen. Very deep. Yeah, <laughs> come on. 
It's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then when the, the electrical M60 something machine gun starts shooting, uh, she just kind of walks out there and she just starts screaming, we made you, we made you. And I hope that's playing in the background. The Eminem and, song? Yeah, we made you, yeah, I guess. No, that or the actual clip of first screening and she just takes like eight rounds right to the chest and she's down. You know, talk about not having any survival instincts. All those people, I mean, the gun is shooting for like 30 seconds and these people are still standing up and they're like, get shot. They're like, yeah, I guess you should have ducked like everyone else. They're just taking these humongous bullets to the, you guys know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. I had the same thought. Like after three people died, it's like, come on. (laughs) It's like, get down, guys. Was Kevin Pollack (laughs) one of the guys that died? One of the guys looked exactly like Kevin Pollack. I don't think so. I know the, the I don't think he was in it, but the the guy at the end with the um, who steals the ring and dies, I believe he is the guy in the Patriot who his wife and kid get killed and he blows his brains out. That's him. Oh, I believe so. The guy from Dark Man, can't yeah, Dark Man. I think I believe, but I, I didn't do. Once I uh, get done with this apple fritter and uh, lick my fingers clean, I'll look it up. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Make sure you do it in the mic. <laughs> My dog really wants this. Jordan, what's kind of Emilio Estevez's uh, plan for salvation like near the end? Like where do they want to go? Because this is also a ridiculous thing he brings up. It is. So I forget the name of like the island that Haven. he's identified. What is it? Haven. Haven mm, Island. Blue Havens. Um, And he says it's like six miles off the coast and there's no cars there. Uh, so he... Matthew he, is there <laughs> in a video game. <laughs> <laughs> he, Just he a fish catch the, the tuna. <laughs> he grenades like the gun car, whatever that thing is. And then I think he uses a couple of those one-off bazookas to blow up some other... <laughs> To blow up some other trucks. Um, oh, I really struggle through the end here, Stevie. I'm sorry. Dude, okay. <laughs> so did I. That's why I'm asking you. The ending is it, like, in terms of like entertainment value, right? Not not good, bad filmmaking, like good, bad watching. The ending is way fucking mm. worse because it's not anywhere near as violent and it's way slower, right? Like yeah. the beginning, yeah, there's so many like fast paced kills and like ridiculous violence, like. Like just the kid walking down the street seeing blood everywhere is like insane. Like this last adventure part does literally fucking nothing for me. Like, it's it's not good. Did the semi truck though, s- like sneaking up on humans, do it for you though? Like <laughs> that does it for me. Like, it's like the T Rex. Like exactly. Like, right. If a semi truck can sneak up on a group of twenty people, I'm okay. <laughs> That's where the electric cars would have come in handy, because if they're below, like, 10 miles an hour, they're silent, right? It's just... <laughs> well, that could have snuck up on them. Just surrounded by smart cars. Gets pinned in by, like, eight sides. <laughs> Talk about a nightmare. But, yeah, that's pretty much how this movie ends. It's so ridiculous. Wait, wait, wait. So, I, no, no, but, it, like, why, Stevie, why does the story end here? Like, this is the most asinine, stupid place to end the story I could possibly imagine. 
because there's still seven days of chaos that need to happen. It's just like nothing's wrapped up with Emilio Estevez being on like parole now. Like the state of the world is like in question. Like it's such a weird ending spot. Like is it not? <sighs> they're gonna go get on, but they're, it's implied they're that they're gonna Haven, go get. Pap. Oh my god! They're gonna be on sailboats until the comet leaves. He, he, Pappy wants it to be like the mist and have I Emilio blow everyone's that. brains out. Blow that kid's brains out. <laughs> yeah. More of these people need to die for sure. That would be a way better movie. Pap, Objective. who's on your kill list? Go. All, all, every every single one, starting with like the kid and the love interest. <laughs> like that would have been hilarious. Like Emilio Estevez has got to just do a Thomas Jane scream at the end. Like that's what I need. And then you can put that stupid block of text talking about the weather satellite or whatever BS. It is. <laughs> a Long Brothers. The guy that I was talking about who was in the Patriot and stole the ring, he is in Young Guns too. So just want to let you know that he's a legend. Oh, I think yeah, I think I can picture him, but I don't know what character he is. I mean again, he's the guy in the Patriot every I mean you've seen that, right, where he's like one of the top guys in uh, Mel Gibson's thing and then his yeah, kids yeah. get killed, yeah. But I've never seen Young Guns too, so I have no idea what he's in. Future spoilers pick. Oh, yeah. I like to think that with those little hints we get of Doctor Doom, that this is maybe a small part of the extended MCU. <laughs> mm. And like all, the, like there is Pap a nuclear oh. war happening in the background. Yeah, and all the semis that are getting fueled up, they're going to fight like the '80s Avengers, like downtown man. Like oh, that's this cool. is just a small little piece of this whole piece, on, uh, this whole puzzle. So unfolding. we're just seeing a small little happenstance, but there's a giant picture happening around it. No, dude, it's Galactus in space. Mm. That's what it is. But also the Russians are involved. Doesn't the Silver Surfer and Galactus mess with the electrical waves and stuff? I think the Silver Surfer's power set is like any possible power you can name. He's like one of the most OP (laughs) characters ever. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So this could have been Silver Surfer is what you're saying, Kylo. Yeah, well, they work together. At least they did in the early days. Yeah, it could have been. I'm kind of with Pap, though. I would have liked to have seen either Emilio Estevez put a bullet in everybody on the boat. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think, <laughs> start screaming. I, I think that would have been a good, like, and then the Coast Guard, like, would be coming behind him, and he's just screaming. Um, or I think seeing, like, nuclear warheads, like, coming towards the Earth would have been pretty awesome as they're, like, driving out to Haven on the boat. That would have been awesome. Pappy, you were saying, like, why does it end here? There's, like, all this, like, other stuff to explore. And it kept making me think about, like, Mad Max or, like, other better properties like that where it's, like, um, this insane situation and you're just seeing this small snapshot of, like, what's going on within a few days in this crazy world where crazy shit happens all the time. Uh, of course, this is a bad version of that. Right. <laughs> this is not, well, <laughs> not anywhere near that. And like, there's no, there's literally like no point in like trying to pick out like individual flaws of this movie. It's like trying to pick out like all of the individual grains of sands from a beach. But like, <laughs> what, like one of the big mistakes is like if this is going to be like a happening, like you're describing Corey, then you do not fucking put the opening text with that shitty looking earth, and you do not put the closing fucking text. You don't explain what's happening like when you couch it and like that plus Emilio Estevez's unhinged my broom speech like none of this it's so fucking <laughs> stupid I, ugh. 
Oh, but it's okay when Ryan Johnson Broom does Boy, it. yes. Oh, my God. This is actually part of Star Wars. <laughs> oh, my God. This movie is a lot deeper than I thought it was. This is the only property I'd say it would have been better if Luke Skywalker showed up at the end. I would have loved that shit, actually. <laughs> I'll allow it. Oh, my goodness. Well, it sounds like a yes from Pat, but... Um... <laughs> and Jode. Do you guys have any final thoughts before we get into yes or no's? I have a couple quotes that I wrote down uh, that I thought were interesting or funny. Uh, first one, every machine in the world went into maximum overdrive. That's what I was doing before every machine in the world went into maximum overdrive. Hey now. Oof, yep. So you got to have that, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Can I, can I say something? <laughs> what? I think it should be law. Like If I were president, thank God I'm not, I would make this law and pass it real <laughs> quick. Hmm. You're not, if you're going to say the title of your movie within the movie, no matter where it is, when you say it, that's when the title screen happens. <laughs> like, like an executive order? That's an executive order. So like right when he was, like right when he or she was like, everything's going into maximum overdrive, like freeze frame, bam, maximum overdrive right on the screen. Like, that's like 10 minutes into the second it. act. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I would make it law, because I would not, I, I hate when movies announce their own titles, it drives me nuts. So, that's why I would do that, but go ahead. Okay. Face off. Real quick, second quote, this is the only other one. Uh, Emilio tells uh, Commissioner Gordon, you, sir, are without a doubt, one of the biggest fuckheads I ever met in my life. You boys are just as crazy as a couple of rats in a put up shit out. And you, sir, are without a doubt. One of the biggest fuckheads I've ever met in my life. I love Classic it. Classic Bubba. Stevie, I I know I keep harping on this, but like I had a lot of fun watching this movie and even more fun podcasting on it. But like we make fun of John Landis relentlessly for being irresponsible on set. Like Stephen King was like confirmed on drugs. Like apparently the story goes like people didn't want to have blades in the lawnmower, but Stephen King insisted on yeah. it. And that's why a wood chip flew up and like that guy lost his eye. Like yeah. all jokes Yeesh. aside, that's like really fucking up. Like that's like fucked up, man. You know what I mean? It kind of bums me out. He's never touched a movie set again. You think that's part of it? I think that's a big part of it. I also think that, um, like the old saying goes like stick to what you know, that man knows writing. Stick to what you blow. I mean, no, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I, uh, I think this experience for him was probably hell. I think the experience afterwards, after it came out was probably hell. And, uh, I don't think he ever wants to be involved with movies again. Just wants to get the checks from the IP that he owns. That's yep. good enough. Oh, yeah. And he doesn't take giant checks from it, but yeah. He ended up settling out of court with yeah. a Nanuzi. And a small part of me wonders, this is conspiracy theory, but. It's part of this like non-disclosed agreement. Like, I will, I promise you, Armando, I will never make a movie again. <laughs> fucked up so bad, and like I will not talk That's about like, this either. All he asked for is like, I don't want any money. I can't work anymore because I'm a cinematographer and I lost an eye. But just never make a shitty movie like this again, Stephen. Promise me. <laughs> promise You're ruining me. Ruining the art form. <laughs> promise me, Ned. Uh, when do you guys make fun of John Landis? Was that in the Lost episode? Anytime we can, because he's a fucking murderer. Yeah. No, he's not a murderer. We get this all the time. 
I think that Bright was like the height of it when we're talking a lot about Max Landis and his murderer dad. Uh, and his murderer <laughs> father. And the only reason that Max Landis has a job is because of his murderous, murderous father. Who killed a and guy. And his career before he was a murderer. Who, who murdered a person. Yeah. Who murdered three people, including <laughs> two not. children. Died because of him. And decapitated another guy. So, yeah. No longer living. I think he decapitated all three of them. Yeah, but he's not a murderer, Brett. His kappa was detated, Brett. <laughs> it's not murder because there was no intent. It's negligent homicide, probably. But... Negligent homicide. <laughs> but murder is so much too better. Far. What are you, That's, uh, involuntary, involuntary manslaughter, I think, is what he probably got and probably should have gotten. Twilight Zone movie. Yeah, Brett, who else is dead from this movie? Any any notable deaths? Oh, I don't know. I was just thinking about... Um, uh, Wait, man. Hold on, Pap. Yeah. Um, who plays um, Daisy Domergue in Hateful Eight? Jennifer Jason Jennifer Lee. Jennifer Jason Lee. Thick Morrow was her dad. That's the guy. That's who died. the guy who um, who uh, John Landis murdered. Oh, yeah, Vic Morrow. Yeah, man. Commissioner Gordon's dead. This episode's going to need a legal disclaimer. Maybe. <laughs> Indeed. There's a lot of dead people, actually, but it's mostly just old age. <laughs> libel a suit real quick. Kylo sounded like legit worried. <laughs> hey, if you have any Somber. legal complaints, uh, send them to bigdumbmovie at gmail.com. Kylo Ren memes. Yeah. He lawyers for us now, and he uh, is an expert in bird law, so we're good to go. I have one last note, Stevie. Yes. May I go? May, you may. Okay. To me, there's a huge 12 Angry Men reference, and I'd love to think that Stevie Stephen King was like keen enough to do this on purpose. But the whole thing with Brett's uh, little like slasher knife, like you don't actually stab it. You don't stab some with it. <clears throat> Excuse me. You, do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, She's like, you, you don't stab someone yeah, with it, razor. Billy the Kid. Yeah, it's a yeah. straight razor. Isn't that a straight line from Twelve Angry Men? Like one of his big points, like it's like it would be like the way you stab somebody, yeah. The switchblade, yeah. Sorry, I had a cough there in the middle of that. <laughs> I mean, I could see Stephen King like talking a million miles an hour on set, be like, "No, no, no, this works. This works. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this." And he's like, it's, it's, "It goes back Twelve Angry Men. It's great," and just goes action, and everybody's really confused. So uh, I could definitely see that. Stevie, you mentioned that, like, obviously Stephen King is a incredible writer, like a goat. And he's my favorite. It of seems all like time. A, yeah, it seems like a huge cop out at the end. So like the whole setup is there's this comet and that's fucking with the electronics or whatever. And at the end, it says that the comet was part of it but there was also a ufo and the russians so like what the fuck is going on <laughs> so <laughs> how many people here are stephen king like readers me how many of you read brett oh uh, i don't know counting short stories counting novellas i don't know maybe eight I've read, yeah I mean, i've read something about the same as that i've read it i've read like four or five like, you guys know then stephen king like takes forever to get like his like novels going but once they actually start around page three or four hundred, they get really good. <laughs> yeah. Like he's the famous stand. for this. Like Stephen King is an amazing, amazing setup guy, middle guy. What he has always struggled with always is landing <laughs> like the ending. Like his Bring endings typically 
his endings typically aren't amazing. Yeah, he jokes about it and it and his cameo, it chapter two. Remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's he's talking to Bill and he's like, I didn't like the ending. Yeah, his endings <laughs> typically <laughs> they get weird and they're not always great. Um I think it kind of lends itself to the same way with this movie, but he didn't mm-hmm. have five hundred pages to kind of set it up. He just when, I mean, just there, blame it no on story. aliens and, and Russians. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, at page 600, that probably makes sense, but there's no page 600 <laughs> in this movie. So I think that's probably okay. where that lands. That's good context. So there was never a maximum overdrive, like novel or short story or anything, and only trucks. The short story. Yeah, little. Oh, trucks. Not great. I think Stephen King also went on to say this was like the worst adaptation anybody ever did yep. with like a piece of his work, and it was him. <laughs> uh, he said that when they were doing uh, something in 2012. Oh, really? What they making 20? Well, they probably made a TV show, I imagine, around 2012. Yeah, I think it was. Talk amongst yourselves. I'll, I'll find it. Isn't that kind of endearing, though, Stephen King? Like, it reminds me of Trey Parker and Matt Stone just admitting that like basketball is really bad. No. You're wrong. They're wrong. <laughs> They're not wrong. They're I will wrong. fight you. I will fight all of you. Future spoilers pick. No. Sheesh. I will quit the show if you do basketball. What? What? <laughs> Why? I don't want you guys right spoiling now? basketball. It's not great. Oh, that's coming down the pipe real soon. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not great. Um,. But yeah, I mean... Has Druid King picked his Patreon pick? Basketball, let's go! Druid King. (laughs) I do think, though, Josh, that this movie probably helped Stephen King in the long run. It probably helped him get clean and sober. And it probably helped him delve even harder into writing his books, which his books post this movie were pretty amazing so i mean in the long run i think hmm. it's probably a good thing that happened to stephen king that's a good perspective like, that's my thought on it, at least but uh and who brought up um stephen king uh god or jesus bad earlier me pappy yeah yeah uh stephen king has always kind of struggled with that throughout his novels uh, he's talked about it a lot whether he's a believer or not and that definitely comes out in his writing. The one thing he hates more than anything in the world are heretics and hypocrites. And oh, Kylo, <laughs> the heretic. <laughs> well, fuck him too. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of where that comes. I from. just we've but, done um, four of his movies, or like five of his movies. Wait, how, okay, we've done a lot of it. Is there, is there any religious stuff in it? No. Is there Some kind of turtle? Mm, not really. Not really. Not really. Like, like the mist carry for sure, and this. You know what I mean? It's it's a mm-hmm. very prevalent, prevalent theme. Yeah, and if you guys read the book Revival, it's pretty much all about that. Uh, but you guys ready for yes or no's? Yeah, man. Yes. I can't find this mm-hmm. thing I'm just looking for. Okay, let's go from east to east this time. <sighs> Kylo, the, I think it's under you. The dome. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is Corey Kylo. This movie is bad. It's a no. <laughs> Not a good movie, man. I could tell that was coming. 
I didn't enjoy it as much as some of you guys did, but I did enjoy talking about it with you guys, and I, I enjoy your enthusiasm. I had very little enthusiasm during my watch, personally. I was just like trucks doing laps around a fucking truck. There was stop. a lot <laughs> of God. lapping. There was a lot of gas station lapping, like pumping gas. Fuck, I don't even like ACDC, man. And you know, I had a rough day, and I hate fucking ACDC, man. <laughs> I can have it in my cab. Uh, no, but it's a no for me. Obviously, it's it's not a good movie. Uh, but I think obviously some people will find some merit in how bad it is, and it, it does have that going for it. Just not particularly for me. And, and, and another quick note: I was, I couldn't help but compare it in my mind to Birdemic, which, in my opinion, I is like one of the best Birdemic. so bad it's good movies. And I was just thinking how like Birdemic fails at every single aspect of <laughs> filmmaking um, when it comes like every little thing. And this movie fails at a lot, but it kind of just looks like a cheap movie. It doesn't. It's not spectacularly bad in its actual production. In my opinion, for the most part, with some small exceptions. Anyway, that's it for me. Corey, can you answer me this before we move on to the next? Uh, move on to Pappy. Which one <laughs> would you rather watch, Cats or Maximum Overdrive? Ooh, <laughs> good question. Okay, I'd rather watch Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Or, yeah. <laughs> all right, this is Pappy. Um, I mean, I've talked about this a lot on the podcast. There are certain characteristics that. Uh, so bad it's good movies have i don't to kylo's point a, a movie that's so bad it's good isn't necessarily a, a, a clusterfuck in every single aspect right like that, that doesn't <laughs> that's not what that means a movie can be so bad it's good if it has people doing funny accents which we have if it has <laughs> over-the-top violence which this has and if there's so little the film is so not grounded in any kind of logic that while you're watching the movie, anything can happen. Like, literally, I have no idea what can happen next. The, the rules of this are so fucking insane and crazy that I, I'm on the edge of my seat wondering, like, literally what's going to happen next in the film. Um, there are diminishing returns, I would say. Like, the initial violence, like that bridge scene, and then, like, kind of like the initial chaos is, like, just so funny and over the top. And then it kind of settles into this adventure escape movie very very reminiscent to the mist like we talked about which i'm not as big of a fan of but this is a you know it's not a good movie but my yes or no's are based on how entertained i was and because of that i'm going to give this a hard yes i had a very good time watching this and like last but not least like kylo i know you haven't had a chance yet to come out to the Midwest, but hopefully soon we'll all be able to podcast together. And we've done that a couple of times where like we've all been in the same room and like watched the movie and then like immediately all just like hop on microphones and talk about it. And this would be like the ultimate movie to do that. Like if we were all in the same room together, we would have had a fucking romp and a riot. I guarantee you watching Maximum Overdrive. So good in that scenario, but yeah, this is a dog shit, horrible, horribly made movie. But a yes for me. Is it me? Yes. I'm bringing back Vigo Mortensen because this is the hardest of yeses for me. (laughs) (laughs) It's 90 minutes. Um, One of my notes was that the pacing is just good and pleasing. And like the cinematography is not bad either, but specifically the editing, I was like, it just like feels well paced. And I clicked on the editor. It's Evan Lotman. This guy edited Apocalypse Now, The Exorcist, Sophie's Choice, 
and maximum overdrive. <laughs> what a career. <laughs> it's, um, and just lastly, uh, I finally got to be on a Young Guns pod, and I wrote down some references. I'm going to just list them real quick. So Young Guns, things that happen in this movie. Billy is Billy. Emilio <laughs> is actually Billy. Um, he's in trouble with the law, and with one misstep, he'll be arrested or detained. Um, Billy Kid falls in shit at some point. Uh, there's a bathtub scene with Billy in a bathtub dictating something crazy. Um, he's in a hold-up establishment with a Gatling gun, horribly outnumbered. Um, and lastly, he takes a long-distance slash shot to end the movie with a one-liner to cap it all off fucking great that is awesome josh <laughs> thank you brett oh okay um yeah is it me yeah yeah I, yeah i mean this is movies laughably bad but i mean i i gotta give it a yes i i, I can't i can't see why not i had a blast watching it i had a blast talking about it just this IMDb thing, uh, when asked why he hasn't directed a movie since Maximum Overdrive, Stevie King responded, just watch Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> I mean, that sums it up to me. Um, I also, I can't stop thinking about the guy who's like, I'm going to go get my boy. I can't see. And then he just gets run over by the truck. You can't hear to me. So, yeah, can't. It's so funny to me. I can't get over how funny that is to me. And again, there's a lot of other things that made me laugh, but this is the one that sticks with me. <laughs> I don't even know why. It's not even like any funnier than some of the other stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, what? I can't say anything else. I just I thought it was I thought it was fun. Sorry, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm so nervous Stevie. about this next one. <laughs> Oh, it's going to be ugly. Because <sighs> I think it can go either way. This next uh, one meaning me? Yeah. I don't think so. I think it's one way. <laughs> so this is why it doesn't bother me that I have the highest percentage of no's of episodes that I'm on. Because <laughs> this movie is not good. <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, it's a no. I wouldn't say it's like a hard no, but I I truly did struggle to get through multiple parts of this movie. Um I had much more fun discussing it with you guys. Stevie, I love your theories on this. Josh, your uh, Young Guns comparisons there just also kind of made my night. So, great pod, but movie's bad, yo. It's a no for me, though. <laughs> Are you mad at me, Jordan? <sighs> no, I'm not mad. Um, like I said, this, pod, is, this yeah. pod has been a good conclusion to the movie. Uh, but my, my no streak will continue. Sorry, Stevie. Oh, sadness. I don't I didn't know what else I could expect. <laughs> I mean <laughs> It's almost the closest you can get to young guns without choosing young guns, and so I understand the irony here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Um man. <sighs> okay, I'll say this. I understand this movie is not good, but goddamn is it entertaining. <laughs> like there's things in this movie that have never been repeated again for good reason too. Um, and I find it fascinating. I find the idea that my literary hero, my literary hero directed one of the worst movies of all time 
And not only did he direct it based off one of his own literary works, but he also has the longest um, gas-fueling montage in movie history. Like, that's insane to me. And also pretty hilarious. Um, Acting in this is hilarious. Emilio Estevez, who isn't in a lot anymore, um, it's good to, like, do movies with him. So I kind of... Is he in Young Guns too? I've never seen it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You will soon. <laughs> oh, okay. So I hope we do Young Guns too. Um, just because, quite frankly, growing up in the 90s, I used to say Emilio all the time, uh, just from Night at the Roxbury. But uh, I like this movie, so I'm going to give this movie a hard yes. It's just entertaining as hell. And if I came across it on TV... As long as I wasn't doing something really important, I'd probably stop what I was doing and watch it. Uh, I think this movie's awesome, so hardest of yeses for me. Just just think, uh, while Emilio was doing this movie, his brother, Charlie Sheen, was making Platoon. So, uh... That's, that's gotta be tough for Martin. <laughs> like, hey, what if they premiered the same night? Which one's he going to? I mean, Martin had to just look at Emilio going, sorry, kid. Like, yeah. It is a Vietnam it is. movie. I'm famous for Vietnam movie. I'm going to go watch that one. <laughs> oh, well, are you guys ready for some trivia? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nervous. Yeah. I'm really sad about tonight. This is quite sad. This is typically the part of the episode because I don't do research beforehand where I always ask Pappy to give me the trivia order of, <laughs> of who goes next. But about an hour before the pod took off, Pappy just sent me a text of the order. That's not so just, I no that's longer... not what I sent you. I sent you a text of the order followed by Philip Seymour Hoffman from The Big Lebowski. Her life is in your hands now, dude. <laughs> like picture. <laughs> in your hands now, dude. It, it made me really sad. But here's the order. It goes Corey, then Josh, then Brett, then Pappy, then Jordan. So... I'm going to do trivia that's somewhat related to this movie, which comes from the land down under, Australia. Oh, yeah. Because of ACDC. So, the number one selling album of all time in Australia was Meatloaf's Bad Out of Hell. Wow. Mm. Shockingly. Closest to how many times platinum did that album go in Australia? Uh, well, I don't really understand how that kind of shit works, so I'm going to say it went uh, four times platinum. <laughs> that sounds right. That sounds like something people say. <laughs> that sounds like you say that in the music industry. <laughs> yeah. I love that, Corey. Corey goes with the four times. And George. Platinum just in Australia. Just in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> um. Jeez, oh Pete. Uh, whatever, sure. I'm just gonna shoot. I'm gonna shoot a shot 17 times. I like it. Man, oh man, Brett. Okay, so the highest selling album in U.S. history is roughly. Upper 20s, 30. I'll say, oh man, for it to outsell men at work and right. ACDC, uh, I'll go I'll go 18. 
<laughs> I actually think that men at work are banned in Australia. I don't think they actually like them. Let's see here. <laughs> Another executive order from Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I love men at work, man, but I don't think yeah, Australians <laughs> actually like men at work. All right, uh, Pappy. And they said, oh. um, Jordan said four. Yep. Corey, Corey said Corey four. Said four. Corey, Corey said Kyle. four. Seven. Seven. Hmm. Seven. Seven. Jordan. I'm still reeling over here from the the new knowledge that ACTC is Australian. Um, what? I didn't know that. <laughs> didn't know. You didn't know didn't that? Know. Tame Impala, no. too. And the Bee Gees, even though they were born in actually uh, the UK. But mm. All right, Jordan, just tell, tell me this. Where did you think ACDC came out of? Jordan, where did you think Steve uh, Irwin came out of? Oh, gosh. I've never Georgia. heard people from ACDC talk. Uh, I where did you, where did I think they came from? I, like America? I don't know. <laughs> American side. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say, damn, I'm gonna say five times platinum. Corey took my original <laughs> guess. Five times, wedging himself in there. Platinum. A little bit, just instinct. <laughs> All right, let me put in the calculator. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Thank you. Rum. Almost there. Rum. Almost there. A little more. Rum. There we go. We got it. And Bat Out of Hell in Australia went 25 Holy times platinum. Shit. Wow. Making Brett this week's winner. Hey, it's good for me, bad for everybody else. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Basketball's coming, boys. Basketball's <laughs> no, Please, Brad. Like baseball's back on the menu, boys. <laughs> well, while we give Brett uh, time to think about his next pick, let's kick it over to Spoilers Man. Take it away, Spoilers Man. Special thank you to our patrons, Matt Troll, Brother Brian, Druid King, Nick. If you'd like to request an episode, hear your name read by Spoiler Man, or even just help us make podcasts, please check us out on patreon.com slash spoilers podcast. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is Podcast Spoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. Please support this podcast by leaving us an iTunes review. And we're back. Brett, tell us what we're going to be spoiling next time out on Spoilers. God, I had a thing picked with, uh, I was going to invite a special guest, but ah, they just threw us a wrench in my plans with the... No, I don't want to do it. Um, oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Should I do it? Let's do it. All right. All right. Or I'll save the other one. I'll save the other one for later. My wife is not going to be happy when I say this, but let's do it. We are going to be reviewing the classic, probably my favorite kids movie of all time that I still love. Three Ninjas. <laughs> Brett, I fucking love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do a special or a movie where I uh, invited Film Dylan to guest host with me, but that'll have to wait. 
Was it a Coen Brothers film? No, actually it wasn't, but it is one of his favorite movies of all time, if I'm not mistaken, that I want to see, and I have not seen, but that's for the next time I win. All righty. Three Ninjas. Good pick, Brett. Thank you. Well, as always, thank you, everybody, for listening, whether it be night or day. Um, day and night. Pap, what do we have coming down the pipeline? Uh, I don't know. Like, more Patreon stuff, probably. Uh, this might be towards the tail end of that, but there, there'll be a few more requests coming. Uh, Clone Wars, more Clone Wars will be coming eventually to the Patreon feed. And uh, if you want to listen to us spoil Mad Max Fury Road, the only place you'll be able to do that will be on the Patreon feed. That's coming soon. And you can do that for any amount of money. So that's that's very exciting. And you can just do it, listen to it, and cancel. So maybe do that. But, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. Hey. (laughs) Hey, now. More fun stuff, Stevie. That's for sure. More fun stuff coming down the pipe. And basketball very soon. And basketball. (laughs) And my pick And Young Guns, too. And Young Guns, Guns too. too. <laughs> also, also, young guns, young guns also. too. Also, <laughs> <laughs> no. oh well. Thank you for listening. That was spoilers. can't believe what the song like ACD ever put out in America is. Wait, what? What'd you just say? I'm just shocked, like, out of all the songs that ACDC has put out, like, the highest song to ever reach, like, in the billboards for ACDC in America was Money Talks, and that song sucks. I don't remember. Money Talks. Sorry, guys. This episode's almost over. You're good. I'm trying to remember how money talks goes. Episode? Episode? You're having an episode? No, my Brittany's watching something. She's finishing Is up it the time show. for time for yes or no's? This episode's almost over. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> that's how you want a podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah Brett, that's right how to you the want. end. <laughs> this is a man who loves what he does. <laughs> I, I wish this was really short, like two minutes. Love me for the money. No song is cool. You don't like this song? I hate money talks. Come on, come on, love me for the money. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> I think it's also too that like the radio station at work literally plays two ACDC songs. Like, ever. And one of them is Money Talks, and one of them is Who Made Who. That'll ruin music for you, having to listen to it at work over and over. That'll fuck shit up. Well, sometimes it actually helps you out. Like, I, whenever I work in the, like, a warehouse or whatever, and, like, if they listen, I don't like country, but, you know, you listen to country so much, you just start to freaking find jams and stuff. I don't know. What? 
I've only gotten the opposite effect for country music. I fucking hate country. The more yes, I hear it, the more I hate it. No, I feel like if I'm going to be forced to do it, I'll get in this. I mean, I like, I can find Ow. guys. When Jordan and you I went to the farmer's to... market, there was this old guy who would sing I'm My Own Grandpa, and he was very <laughs> creepy. <laughs> Jordan, do you remember that guy? Yeah. I mean, think about how different I am. Fucked his mom. I mean, I listen to like I oh, force no. myself to listen to like a bunch of stuff. So George I have a, I have a higher. That's true. You're the music guy. I mean, this thing on. Hello. Yeah, I I've listened to like listen to a lot of stuff. I got like, two thousand albums in the last five days or whatever. <laughs> Can't hear me. Yes, I, I am making yeah. a, uh, a little. Somebody quiet. asked me to make Brett, a playlist. Stop, Brett, Brett, just wait for a second. Yes, Josh, oh, sorry. I can hear you. No, Brett was just power blowing Jesus right over the top Christ. of my shit. I wasn't involved check, in the conversation. We can't both talk. He's saying, can oh. anyone hear me? Can anyone yeah, I... hear me? And I, I can't even get a word out. It's all good. It's crowded. Sorry, it? no, it's not all good. Out. I'm saying Hello? it's not. It was crazy. Josh is out? No, I'm just I'm done testing, so you can you can finish. My bad, sorry. <laughs> Brett muted. Way to go, Josh. What you did? Check check. Fucking Happy, asshole. What, what farmers market person were you talking about? The uh, the I'm my own grandpa guy. Check check check. Not ringing a bell. You don't remember that old the singing auctioneer? He said I'm my own grandpa. He was saying I'm my own grandpa. He was a singing auctioneer, and he was just like really creepy and weird. Like okay, I remember the auctioneer guy. I forget yeah. that bad vibes. <laughs> bad vibes. Yeah. Creeper. Jordan, you sound distant for me. Like far oh, really? Yeah. Brett, you can unmute. I'm sorry. Brett, come back. Way to go, fellas. Nice. Thanks for the heads up, Corey. Is that better? Yeah, much better. Oh, Jordan, you, Thank you. uh, you're. Headphones have been bleeding back a little bit lately. I don't know if you guys can turn them down or something. Or you keep talking for a sec. Yeah. Or like yeah, just keep test with me talking and see if you hear it on your audacity. Um, Go ahead, keep going. If you hear me talking on your audacity, try and do something about that. Noise, 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 noise. noise. To be fair, I did join the call just screaming ACDC when Brett was talking, so Maybe that's kind of why I feel bad deep inside. Brett, this is why we need you to unmute now so you can make background noise for Jordan. Yeah, test. you! <laughs> uh oh. Is this an MCU movie? <laughs> Holy shit. Brett, are you still mad at me? Whatever. He probably wasn't even podcast. on the line. Oh. We were apologizing. He was gone. It doesn't. I wasn't like not listening to you talk. Oh, okay. Just want to make sure. I Brett, was just was, ranting to someone. Was Brittany watching Bridgerton? Oh no, she watched that right when it came out. What? People love that. Is it good? People fucking love Bridgerton. Yeah, it was. I watched it in the background. It's. It was pretty entertaining. The main two people are. Let's see what you guys did. I'm mad. Never mind. <laughs> no, I don't know. They were pretty good. The guy who just hosted SNL was really good. Um, a lot of sex in that show. A lot of sex. Well, it was like two episodes. 
I mean, isn't one of the main characters literally named like Lady Vagina? Is there a Lady <laughs> Vagina in the show? It's Lady Whistledown, but th- that means Lady Vagina. Lady Whistledown. We <laughs> all know what that means. He definitely what? eats her out in the staircase. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. It's whistling down there. Like if you blow on it, it'll make noises? Check, check, check. I don't think, I don't think it's necessarily blowing on it, but I think if you push air into it, it'll make a noise. <laughs> hmm. Yikes. The discrepancy between blowing and pushing air is <laughs> just boggling my mind. Check. Talk about that's what happens when you get a vasectomy, right? Check. You just push air out. Dude, I, me, that's what I thought happened. Achoo! <laughs> just like thought it was empty, su- <laughs> empty super, super soaker. <laughs> <laughs> like pumped but like not with no water josh blew my mind when he said that's not what happens at all you fucking idiot and my <laughs> mind was blown have any of you guys watched ted lasso no but it's twice so funny. is it good it is so good if I you're in a the, down i love the skit it's based on if you're in a downer mood watch ted lasso it is oh. just such a happy show Really? Yeah, it How is. How long is it? How many episodes? I think there's uh, eight or ten half-hour episodes. All right, so I'll be back in four hours. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I just I don't know if the comedy is gonna annoy me. It'll make you really happy, Corey. I think and I, this comedy's different. It's really unassuming. I think you'd like it. Kyla, what's your favorite contemporary comedy? What do you like that's new and funny? Like new, uh, Big Lebowski's not new anymore, is it? No, <laughs> no, <it's>... no. <laughs> I, I know you can't pick anything from the nineties, Corey. <laughs> there was a time when that was some hot shit. It was like <laughs> fresh, man. Big Lebowski <laughs> is nineteen ninety nine new. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I know there was one that I saw that I can't think of, like, within the last few years and years. I'll have to check my list real quick. There definitely is a comedy I saw that I like, though. It can't be Coen Brothers. Can't be Coen Brothers. Um, no, the Marvel movies don't count. None of those. Uh, Ghostbusters? Thor Ragnarok's a comedy, in my opinion. It is. I did like that. Where have you seen what we do in the shadows? No, but um, it's the freaking best. I see like posts about it on every platform, like everywhere. I mean, people love it. One of my favorite comedies of all time. Yeah, definitely. Brittany and I freaking love it. Oh, I liked Good Boys. Oh, oh, that was like uh, like super skipping school or something. (laughs) It was yeah. like super bad for second yeah, graders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked yeah. it more than super bad because the kids are so fucking stupid because they're so little, you know? Like, I, I like that movie. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I liked it too. Stevie, do you have a spoiler? Yeah, but they're never any good. You guys got any really good ones? Those are the best. They're not good, though. They're not good when I write them for you. That's when they're It's got to be something along the, like that uses We Made You. That's the freaking. Oh, oh my man. God. That. I didn't so even much. think about that, Brett. That's how bad my spoiler is. We made you! <laughs> You're talking about the song.
We made you! Yeah, that's a little bit on the nose, isn't it? <laughs> who made who? Who made who? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The humans made the cars, man. <laughs> they literally say, it. eat my shorts in this movie, which is crazy. I know, yeah. Speaking of Simpsons. I thought it was a Breakfast Club reference. It's both. I didn't know that um, Nancy Cartwright was Scientologist. Apparently, that's really obvious. Yeah, well, I've been in the same room with her a few times. Well, okay, save this. This is getting good. <laughs> this is getting <laughs> spicy. <laughs> and, and no, no good stories. Unfortunately, that's as good as it gets. So, what's her number? Her OT level? Uh, I don't know. I would imagine. I bet it's pretty far out. Imagine. I would imagine high up there. The problem is you don't want to get him to to the top because then they realize it's all bullshit once they get to OTA. Yeah. Wait, Nancy Cartwright's Scientologist? Yeah. yeah, she donated $10 million one time. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. bummer. It is a super bummer. There's a, f- a famous like phone call where she like left someone a message just by that in the Bart Simpson voice, but it was like a Scientology call. Oh, oh God. Devastated. bummer. <laughs> Danny Masterson too, man. Fuck him. That's <laughs> just joking. That guy uh, that people are posting a lot of pictures of because he got buff from Mallrats, the sailboat guy. Ethan Suppley? Yeah, Willem? he's a Scientologist. Uh, him too? Yeah. Why do you have to do this to us? Yeah, this is worse than like when Brett interrupts us going, oh yeah, that guy you like in the movie, he committed suicide last week. <laughs> last Let's week. see, there's um, Isaac Hayes is obvious, Kirstie Alley, John Travolta. Hey, I got a spoiler, spoiler alert, Wait, Isaac you, Hayes is no longer a Scientologist. Scientology? <laughs> you never leave, much. Brett. That's true, he's probably in some volcano somewhere. Who is it? Isaac Hayes, I said he's not a Scientologist anymore. Oh, he's not? No, he's, he's dead. dead. Oh, well. He's in hell. <laughs> yeah, he's in hell. <laughs> he wanted he to go s- on some lava pit, and he got he there. He could still be... Scientologist. <laughs> right. Well, supposedly you are, right? Because they believe in life reincarnation. I never, saw Battle- I never saw Battlefield Earth, so I don't know. <laughs> Is Barry Pepper a Scientologist? I think so. What? That I don't know, but Battlefield Earth is, is a it's a fiction. It's a fiction work, right? It's not I know, no Scientology I know, I know. in that. <laughs> I honestly think that some people don't know that. So I don't know. I feel like I got to clear it up when I hear it. There is a lot of crazy shit about Scientology and a lot of stuff that I don't like and disagree with. But I don't like when people say something wrong. That kind of annoys me because, like, I want people to hate it for what it actually is, not like (laughs) stuff that's made up. You got to hate it for the right reasons. Jason Lee? Yeah, Jason Lee's a big Scientologist. Not anymore. He's out. He's out. He's out. I'm pretty sure he's out. Giovanni Ribisi? Oh, big time. And so oh, is Kelly, um, Kelly Elizabeth Moss? Yeah, but she's weird, though. Corey, new segment idea. Instead of Christ character, we could do who's most <laughs> who's likely to be a Scientologist. <laughs> who's the Tell L. Ron Hubbard-like character? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, Jerry Seinfeld is one? What? No. No. He's, like, big He's... into, like, uh, meditation, though. Like, transcendental meditation stuff. He said it made it, I don't know. This is this is in Business Insider. So there was like a fad, like I think in the eighties or the nineties, to of like Dianetics. So like some celebrities might have done some Dianetics auditing. It, he did say it. something like that like thirty years ago. He studied something and they thought it made him funnier. So maybe that is what it was. 
What's that mean, Dianetics? Dianetics is like one aspect of Scientology that has to do with uh, specifically your mind as opposed to your soul. Before we start, Corey, what's wrong with saying that uh, Battlefield Earth is a Scientology movie? Look, if people are going to hate Scientology, I'm definitely okay with that. But I don't think that they should hate Scientology because they think Battlefield Earth (laughs) is a representation (laughs) of Scientology. Is somebody really... People think that? I was just joking, dude. It's not canon? Is that what you're saying? It's not, <laughs> not like canon. actual Elrond canon? I can see why people would conflate the two because of the Xenu shit, you know? People have heard about that. They know there's like space shit involved. And then Battlefield Earth is a space movie, so maybe they think there's a connection there. All I know is I watched an interview with like the right guy who wrote that movie, and all, all he said was... Pretty much John Travolta and two like higher-ups from Scientology had last say over everything that went into the movie. That's why I always like kind of figured it as a Scientology movie. It was Travolta's passion project. He tried to get it off the ground for a long time, and he wanted to play the lead, but he aged out of it, so he had to play the villain. Why which I guess is still kind of the lead. And why does he talk so bad? His accent? Doesn't he just sound really stupid? Did we ever identify what his accent was in Rogue One? Doge. That's actually kind of what I'm thinking of. So, <laughs> talk about Forrest Whitaker. Lazy yeah, Eye. He's in that yeah, movie. I know he's in that Six movie. Six movie yeah. club. Sorry, that's just that's the fucking stuff. Death Sticks. Too too much Death Sticks accent. Yeah, that's man. true. That dude's been on one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Wait, I thought we were recording. That's some good hijack. <laughs> the hijack has an arc to it. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's got its own story it's arc. Poetry. <laughs> it, it rhymes, Pat. Because at the beginning, everyone was mad at Brett. Now we're all friends. Right. That's what I'm saying. I wasn't <laughs> mad at Brett. Brett was mad at me. I wasn't mad at Brett. Corey was neutral. He screamed at me, known. so... <laughs> And then when Corey said, it's all good, you said, no, no it's not all good. The so. hijack has a twist ending when everyone gets pissed <laughs> at each other again. <laughs> Did M. Night write this? Every week, the pot almost always ends. Like, this is it for spoilers, guys. <laughs> Corey, if you only the... knew how true that was in the first 40 yeah, episodes. I haven't said that in years. <laughs> like... <laughs> If you only knew how true that used to be. Dude, that big dumb movie, one day Alan just times. was gone. Like, there was no fight, no no like break, no arguments, nothing. One day Alan's just, like, not coming anymore. <laughs> you said he can't handle it or something, didn't he? Like, or what, what was this quote that you said he said? Um, it was too much. He, or it was controlling he, he his said life. He some, like, weird thing about, like, why he didn't want to do it that week. But then after, like... <laughs> He, he was still expected to come like the next time, but he Corey, just. Corey, this is part of the hijack. He, you better be <laughs> careful here. No, it's all that's fine. I don't think Alan <laughs> listens to spoilers. Yeah, like, what Alan the... doesn't listen to podcasts. That's... I don't either. <sighs> I followed him on Twitch, and then he stopped twitching. So did my and I leave one just one day. Oof, who Stevie met. Yeah. Who's gonna count us down, Stevie? No, Mikey. Ah, oh, bummer. Um, I always feel like Josh likes this role a lot. Okay. 
But he's really controlling so. about when to start. Do we, Whoa! We, after the button here. What's weird is I swear I always did it when Mikey was gone, but that was like a long time ago. But Wait, I don't so care. Who's doing it? Josh. Right? No. Josh, you do it, but we're clicking on the go. Yeah. Obviously. Not after the go. We'll click on the go. We'll all be prepared for Corey's extra clicks, and we'll be fine. Yes! All right. Is everybody ready? Anyone Three, not ready? Two. Ready. Test, test, test. Oh, well, what? <laughs> yeah, Jordan's, Jordan's voice is too close to mine. <laughs> it's so close to you, Josh. <laughs> no, we guys don't sound anything like Okay, let's see here. I'm just going to warn you guys now, the spoiler is a real eye roller. So give me crickets if you want. I don't care. I can't do it. I always give fake laughs. Even if it's funny, it's fake laugh. It's not funny, so fake laugh. Bob okay. and Tom it, everyone. <laughs> 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 okay, is anyone not ready? Start recording on the silent go in three, two, one. <laughs> Josh, did you say go? Yeah. Are we? What? Oh, no. Right. I've been recording for 20 seconds. I stopped. Oh. I deleted. I... All right, stopping. Cord on the doing, silent he's doing some go. World. I can't see him. <sighs> Brett never would you have time done it. This. Three, two, one, <laughs> blam. Except I don't say the blam. Why um, not just say the blam? Why did you... <laughs> I yeah. love that, Joe. Thank you. Uh... Okay, we're doing. He says to go on the go, and I will say go. go I will say go. go. Josh is like silent count. <laughs> I like okay. how Stevie's like, I want to pick Josh, but he's very loud. controlling. <laughs> is everyone, is anyone not ready to go? Not ready. Okay, everyone's reset. We'll start recording on the verbalized all the go. Good laughs. There's no laughs left. This is awesome. We'll start recording on the verbalized go in Thank three. You, <clears throat> three, two, one, go.
That was spoilers.